Thank you, Lord. How many of you have needs tonight? Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm talking about all kinds of needs. That that pertains to life. Well, we've come to the right place. Yes. And we kind of look around and we say, where's the church? I heard one preacher say a couple of days ago, he just kind of said, uh, ollie ollie out in three. Remember, remember when you were kids, those that are over 40, as our pastor says, you know, we used to get out in the yard and play games and stuff. We say, ollie ollie out in free. I'm not sure. I haven't traveled, but about the furthest I've traveled in the last couple of weeks, Altmoggy. Now, I know they, they have needs. Yeah. But I, I look out there and... Then I look around me, then I listen to what's going on in my America. Things are happening that ought not be. I joined the Navy in 1964 through 68, and I didn't contribute to the Vietnam War to let the South Vietnamese have socialism, mm -hmm. which was communism. But I think they kind of bypassed the socialism and went right for communism. Mm -hmm. This is not what God has intended for America. As a matter of fact, those that established this country, they said, you know what? We are going to make a covenant with God. And God is a covenant God. And, and we need to look at how he deals with Israel. And look at what's going on in America right now. Because we broke the covenant. Mm -hmm. he, didn't, he didn't make the covenant with America. He did with Israel. But we made it with him. Yeah. And... It's, it's, it's interesting, it's not right, but it's interesting that things are happening that shouldn't have happened. I think we kind of forgot that uh, we, the people, rule America. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's almost like that in the church we have given it up. That's why we pay our pastor big bucks, is so that he can <laughs> handle the heavy stuff. And, and so we just have kind of set back and let come what may. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not what was in the covenant that was established with God. It, it, it's like this. There is a message, we'll get into Scripture, but this pertains to Scripture. We understood that the government didn't want to be a part of the church. Correct? Separation. Church and state. Okay, and so who instituted that? Who instigated it? It wasn't us. But now we look at it, and it is the state 
has come in and said, we are closing the churches. And it's not because of the COVID thing like they have proclaimed. That, that's, that's not it. They're wanting to establish Marxism. They're wanting to stand and, and push the uh, just what's going on. It will lead, and this is what they want, one world government. And the only one world government that I will give place to mm -hmm. is when Jesus Christ comes. Amen. Because he's the only one that can handle these things. And so in the meantime, we have to look. Did, did you look at the gas price today? Yeah. You know, don't take notes on this because you'll be discouraged before you get out the doors. So. But we look at that. But God says, according to his word... In John, First John, or Third John, chapter. Yeah. Okay. If that's me, I can bring bring that down a little on your lapel, probably just a just a shade. That might make it better. We'll see if that improves it. It's okay. Yeah, you can't hear me at all now, so that's improvement right there. Third John, verse 2. He says this, Beloved, this is John. He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, be in health just as your soul prospers. Yeah. And so, then we go over to Matthew 6.33 and it says this that it doesn't matter what is going on around us God has us that as we have given our lives to Him He's taking care of us and so this is what He said this is a repeat of stuff that I've already talked about but it says there in Matthew 6.33 but seek ye first first not last, not last resort or whatever. But he just says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah. And so I've done sermons on the kingdom of God. And we look at it and that word righteousness is in there. When we get saved, we are covered over with a robe of righteousness that Jesus gives to us. And so we get concerned with things of our past. We are not to look in a rearview mirror. I heard one preacher say, just get your head out of the rearview mirror. You don't need it there. Yeah. Because if you go by what's in the past, you're going to miss what God has for you today and in Amen. the future. That's right. And God has us a purpose-driven people. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And so the only one that will ever peek under that robe of righteousness is Satan. And he will look under there and he will try to bring into your memory all of those failures and things that have happened in the past. But he says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything, 
all things that you have need of, he just said, it'll be added to you. Yeah. That is yours. Amen. And so we worry about uh, a lot about stuff we don't need to be worrying about. And we need to just say, all right, Lord, your word says in John 10, 10, he says that I have come to give you life to the full. And, and I did some research on that and I found out that abundant life. So you need to look at John 10, 10. Abundant means superabundance, excessive. Now think about the things that you have need of and realize that excessive, overflowing surplus, over and above, more than enough, we serve a more than enough God. Yeah. But all of His great and precious promises are conditional. And so we have just kind of got used to, we will just sit back and let God carry the heavy load like we do our pastor. You know, hey, he gets the big bucks, he's supposed to do all this stuff. And, and so the first thing he says to us, and he said many times, you need to get into the Word and find out Amen. what our service is. That that's required of us. God desires biblical abundance for you, for me. And he says, the way you do that, this is the only way you do that. Step number one is just give yourself totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Now, that's easier so said than done. Yeah. than done. And so he wants us to walk in this, this overabundance, but we have to give ourselves totally to God. That's called our seed faith. Then we come, and this is what God's going to do. He's going to give us Himself totally to us. Amen. That, that, that's what He has for us. And I don't care. You can, you can reason. You can rationalize. You can do all these things. But as we stop and look at what God has for us, He just gives Himself totally to you. And this is the message of the whole Bible. So what is Bible-based prosperity? It is not. I remember years ago that one pastor, he would get and he said, you can have whatever you want, so just pull that cha-ching, cha-ching. That was, that was a, a Pentecostal man. Our, that was, you know, we, we've heard of rhino. Well, we have sino, C-I-N-O, Christians in name only. Only for what I can get from God. But we have, the, this is Bible-based prosperity. The, the real possibility of health for your total being. How many of you need healing in your body? We've already gone over that before when I was up here. But what God says in His Word is that we can have a very healthy body a healthy mind, and a healthy emotions. Yeah. How many of you were like me? Now I, I, now, I know it's hard for you to believe this, but I'm not pretty, okay? 
And so did you ever years ago watch the extreme makeover that they would do with those people and and we always wished we was one of them people. But you know what? I mean, and they did some good stuff. Those, those people didn't have to worry about turkey neck or whatever, but they would come back to them later on in life. And you know what? Their emotions, the things that were in their minds they couldn't get over. Because from a child... You know, the only person that said I was pretty was my mom. And she just said, you got pretty legs, son, you know. So, you know, I just <laughs> upped the ante a little bit, but we won't go there. But body, mind, emotions, and relationships. And every one of those things, it, I mean, it just, I, we are bothered. We're wearied with those kind of things of your emotional needs being met, but the most important that a relationship with God brings is eternal life. Amen. And as we look at the things that surround us and that are, are pressing in on us, we look forward to that eternal life. And I can see why some people would say, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Is because it's not looking good. But we're looking in the wrong direction. He says, look to the author and the finisher of our faith. We have to do that. And it's not easy sometimes because, I mean, we get stressed out. And these things pressure us. That's what God offers. Abundant life. Satan, on the other hand, he just comes to kill, to destroy The line's been drawn. On one side, God with more than enough, with everything related to life. And then on the other side is the enemy. The enemy, this is what he wants to do. He wants to come. He wants to get your soul. He wants to rob us of God's blessings. He wants to oppress our bodies. Yes. And I, I have an oppressed body. Okay, Through disease, accidents, and to destroy everything that we love and hold dear to life. So our first step is to experience full biblical prosperity. Yes. Full. Seek ye first. If you do this, this is a promise of God. But you have to look at it and say, All right, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me to get this into my spirit. I need to get it past my mind because the Word will come. It will just kind of spark our faith and we'll start going. But the time between you plant the seed and the time you reap the harvest, that's where we lose it. And so he just says, all of these things will be added to you. Everything that you have need of. And then we look at, at uh, uh, Matthew 7, 7. It says, ask. Speak to the mountain. Speak to that problem. Speak to those things that you have need of. And it will be given to you. Seek. And I, I am so enjoy seeking the Word. Proverbs 25 is one of my foundational verses that I love. It is so cool to go in. So what I challenge you to do is 
my my most used Bible, it is called the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. New James King Version. It tells us, it tells us what God says, and then it takes us into what the words mean. You know, I used to say sometimes, you know, people would rather fight you than switch from King James Version. And the reason they will fight you is because if we go to something else that it really explains to us what it says, we gotta we we are held accountable for that that we know. And you know, so don't shout me down, but we look at it and he just says, Ask, it's going to be given to you. It will. Amen. And so my main concern is do I believe God or do I believe the things that are around me that I can see? So I have to make that choice. Seek and you will find. Knock, knock. Lord, this is what I have need of. And if we don't get an answer, we keep on knocking. Lord, this is what I have need of. It's on my part. Yeah. Because as long as the devil can keep us in reason, reasoning out, rationalizing things, he will defeat us every time. That's how slick he is. But knock and it'll be opened to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. We come and we look at some things that is powerful. I want to hear from a man of God, a prophet, a 21st century prophet. I, I want to hear one. I want to know that, that as I, his record has been proven, it's not like they called the pillar prophet, my, my brother in Chicago, but he's from Chicago, so you can understand it. He thought, he thought they was talking about Mike Lindell. <laughs> I said, no, no, brother, no, 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 no. And it's those that have these weird dreams, and they call them, you know, God speaking to them and all that. But I want to hear. I want to hear what God is saying, because He will do nothing without announcing it to those that he loves that is in the office of a prophet I, I want to hear that and I want I don't want to hear the preaching of you know peace and prosperity yeah. because right now we're in a season this is a season that we have never been in before, and it's not fun. It's not exciting, but it is awakening the church. So all y'allie out in free, get into your churches. Get together, because we have taken literally, where two or three are gathered in my name, the rest of us are going to stay home and be pajama prophets. Yeah. Night robe prophets or whatever. And so we come. I want to know, and one of the guys that has proven himself that God has already taken him home was David Wilkerson. He came into one of he came into an office of one of his close pastor friends and he was shaking and he was weeping. And he he just told his friend, I don't want to have to tell the people what God told me and showed me was coming. 
I want a prophet who declares what God says. I want to know that they have spent time weeping and travailing over the sins of the nation and God's people. That, that's, that's who we need to hear from. And so I'm looking. And you know what is so sad that later in this season, there is going to be somebody that says, I have the answer. And it's going to be the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. So we need discernment. We need to get along with God, get in that secret place, and behold His face. Desire. Desire like Moses and Elijah and those that wanted to see God face to face. Yes. But we look. I know God can't use me because I've already retired from pastoral ministry so He can't use me. You know, and because He only uses purdy people. So that's why I'm here. We have a purdy pastor. He's not as purdy as his wife, but... Keep working on it. But we look at our mistakes of the past. God says that I can bring good out of your mistakes. And every one of us has made mistakes. He said, but I can bring good out of that. Yeah. And, and I wrote this down. It says, we tend to look backward longing to undo the decisions that we've made in our past. And we regret them and, and we weep and we, God just, you know, and He just says, this is a waste of time. It's a waste of energy leading only to frustration. Why not look to Him and know that He can take the bad and the good choices and weave them into a beautiful design yes and i had this thought something beautiful and i got to thinking of some words i'd heard somewhere but it was probably a poem or whatever and i thought someone ought to write a song something beautiful something good yeah you know if, if you write songs you might want to take these words oh, but, but somebody that's a little smarter than I am, said, uh, Berlin, I think that song's already been written. <laughs> but it is so full of truth. Something beautiful, something good. All, all I have to offer you is love. Knowing that I can change you into what the design I have for you, the purpose that I have for you, and so years ago when we came to Alkmaugi, I looked at this and it just simply came up and I've kept these words. Esteem the past and embrace the future. Because according to Scripture and to some of the words I'm hearing from preachers out there is that the latter rain is going to be greater and we say, oh, now that's hard to believe because I, you know, Gordon Lindsay, you know, Shambach, you know, Billy Graham, these guys, they, they've done some powerful stuff. But his word declares 
And it's forever settled in heaven. And so it's got to be settled within my spirit, not just my mind. It's got to go from my mind to my spirit and realize, hey, the latter will be greater than the former. Hallelujah. And I remember Brownsfield Revival. I, you, I remember a lot of these things going on and all of that. And God says, now, I can take, even though the American people have allowed the enemy to come in, he just simply said this. He said, it's not Republican against Democrat. Amen. It's not donkey against elephant, mm -hmm. but it's the snake, Satan, and the lion of Judah. Amen. And I'll take the lion over the snake Amen. anytime Amen. because I know he's got a track record that has been recorded and there's witnesses according to Hebrews that's in heaven and they encourage us on, come on, we can do it, you can overcome we overcome. Yes. So we just need to let Him take all of that stuff, give it to Him. I like God has given to each one of us a measure of faith. Everybody that was involved in the early revival, the early reign, and all of that, they all have that measure of faith. And this, this is what's beautiful. He has given us this measure of faith so that we can come and that we can perform the purpose which He created us to be. If we could only just get a peek into the book that's in heaven that has your life recorded in it from birth to resurrection to rapture. We would be so excited. They'd have to lock us up or something. Because God has plans. And He says, you know what? He said, in these last days, you all want me to show up and look like God? He said, uh -uh. He said, I'm coming in the form of you and yes, you and right. you. All of us here that has accepted Christ as our Savior. And He said, you are the ones that I'm going to work through. I'm going to touch through you. Amen. And that's exciting. But don't get caught up in looking in the rearview mirror because it's frustration. Mm -hmm. It's a waste of time and energy. Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Then we go to Hebrews 14. Hebrews 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We're to, we're to speak this thing. We're to, we're to get over this being shy and all of that stuff. And it's not easy, is it? It's not easy. Huh? Just ask Cassie. Who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, 
let us hold fast our confession. For we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses. We are humans. We have weaknesses. We will make mistakes. But keep your face toward the author and the finisher of our faith. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That's where we need to find our places at the throne. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in this time. God wants to use us. We just have to let go and let God have His way. You know, I I was reminded... When I pastored, we longed for the presence of God to show up, but there was something that had been embedded in me over the years as I studied for the ministry, as, as I worked my way through the ministry. And I, I heard somebody that I revered very highly said, I don't care what goes on, you have to preach your sermon." And man, was that bad advice. Because there's no telling how many times I quenched the Spirit if we would just let go and let the Holy Amen. Spirit move in our midst. Amen. And it's okay. Our pastor says, you know, it's all right. Let's wait. Let's wait in the presence of yeah. God. Because He wants to do things that are different in our lives, but we have to yield to that moving of the Spirit. Yes. And now I can't put it into action because I don't pastor anymore. <laughs> I'm just here by invitation. And, you know, he can say, well, you know, you, you did good. Uh, we're going to offer that to someone else. But, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help yes. In the time of need. Then we look at 5, 11 through 14. It says, But we have much to say. And hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. I found myself that I was sitting in the hearing impaired section quite a bit of my time. I would come and I, oh, I wouldn't feel, you know, that great or whatever. And so God deals with stiff necked. Hearing impaired people. But I have much. It's hard to explain. You've become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. And I don't know what that thing is that, you know, if you can't drink milk, you have to go to the silk milk or whatever. Almond milk, you know, and I'm still trying to figure out how they milk an almond, but that's another message. That's a miracle message. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. He's a babe. And let me tell you, as we look at ourselves in the mirror and we look around us, sitting throughout America, there are a lot of 70 and 60 and 40 year olds that's on the bottle. Yeah. That's on the bottle. 
Solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of us use their senses exercised. That's doing. When God speaks to you, body ministry is something that that we need to participate in. That when the Spirit of God is moving, we need to just say, you know what? This is your opportunity to step out in faith and you feel led to go over and just sit down by somebody, put your arm around them, tell tell them that you love them or that you're glad that you know Him, or He may have a word for you to share with them, and it will surprise us, and it will surprise who we're by. But that's what He, that's, that's what he wants to do. Amen. He wants to work in our lives. Exercised to discern. We need discernment in these last days. Amen. I need discernment. Both good to discern, both good and evil. Romans twelve three. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. A measure. A measure. And so I come. Now, it's interesting. In one of my pastorates, we spent over $1,200 for the hearing impaired. And they, they just happened to be all elderly ladies. And boy, we had the board meeting and we implemented that. Do you know that there was not one lady in the house that would use them? You know why? I, me, myself, P, R. You want to buy a consonant? Is an I a consonant or a vowel? <laughs> I'll give you a vowel. <laughs> anyway, I didn't do good in English. Pride. Walter's pride. Pride. And I don't know. Well, I think it finally exploded in when the church blew up. But we don't know. Maybe, maybe they went in there and saved him. measure of faith. The amount of faith given to us is what we need to fulfill our purpose for which we were created to do. And and you know, and and I'm I'm getting used to you all and you all are whatever with me. (laughs) But you know, it is going to be awesome. I've already watched it. It's, It's unfolding but it takes time to break to break free of you know. Well, I'm bashful, and yeah, and uh, you know, there's still people that I've pastored that, and family that said, 
Yeah, he was called. <laughs> Lord, what was you thinking? <laughs> but it's been exciting because I came from not giving a book report in front of the kids that I were in high school with and was in high school with. But he's come. And let me tell you, I'm not what I'm supposed to be. I'm not what I used to be. But he's working. And he's breaking me out of that. And he said, you know what? I'm going to surprise you someday, Verlin. And so my question to you is, how are you spending your faith? Did you hear? How are you spending that measure of faith that God has given us. Are, are we spending it on ourselves? Well, Lord, you know, I, I, I need that, that bigger camping trailer. I can't even back the one into a, you know, a camp spot, but I, I need a bigger one. And, and my son-in-law, he's not that far, and I can call on him. Or, or I need this, or I need that. And with me, it's I need a, a new watch. I have to have a new watch at least once a year. I need, you know, all kinds of pins and all of that stuff. Trinkets, actually. But we come. How are we spending our faith? Because there is such a need. I'm not sure what God's going to do in the next few days or months or however long we have. But I know it is going to Awake the church, those that can be awakened, and it's going to blow the minds of the people that says we are separating the church from the state. But yet they come and they, anyway. How many of you have heard the Pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize, I looked it up because I had a copy of it, but I've got stuff out in the garage that ought not be there now. But <laughs> anyway, I found this online. It says, I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One brotherhood. Uniting all Christians. I love that. Uniting all of us. Uniting all Christians in service and love. Man, it is beautiful to see the brethren and the sisters. Can't call them sistering because I've drank out of a sistering before. <laughs> that's, a, that's another message. But we look at that and to watch God move the church (coughs) from where it is to the awakening and to the latter rain being poured out and people not dependent upon our pastor but knowing that God will use each and every one of us because we have that measure of faith and He just, oh, He's just itching to get you out there so you can experience. You remember Jesus, Samaria, disciples went into town, come back surprised that, you know, they'd been on a journey. Jesus is there talking to a Samaritan woman. 
And they're wondering, what in the world is he doing? And when he gets through ministering to that lady and she goes into town, you know, he said, this is, this is what I live off of. This is the bread I eat. This is what I desire to, just to put and share life into a person Amen. and watch them go from hungry and thirsty to watching them minister and we don't care how long it takes. We love to watch people grow into the things of God. Amen. It's exciting. Amen. I mean, you know, preachers, you know, sometimes uh, the WM groups, they would set fans at the back of the church and let it blow down towards the pastor in the pulpit on Sunday morning if they was having an afternoon brunch, you know. <laughs> and that pastor... He'd, he'd cut her short every time. You know, man, that, that roast smells good. And sister so-and-so, that lady is hot. But God says, I want my people who are called by my name to humble themselves. We've got to humble ourselves and to call on Him and allow Him to use us. Us. Because first of all, it will just blow your friends' minds to see how you've grown. But what's sad is that some friends look at you, they want the old you. They, they, don't, they don't want the new you. I know I like you the way you was. But God likes us the way He is pouring into our lives. Let's pour into the lives of other people that are round about because it's worth it all when we see Jesus.